0: Hey guys welcome into the podcast today my name is Ashen and today we are going to be talking about the Hawks versus the Bucks um, what kind of transpired uh, so far through this series and then we are going to talk about the Suns versus the Clippers and pretty much today the entire podcast is going to be basically just the nba playoffs so let's strap in and, and get ready so the bucks versus the hawks um i really didn't see this series happening whatsoever um i thought that the bucks would definitely be here well the nets actually definitely thought the nets would be here not the bucks and uh the hawks they kind of upset the 76ers in the last series. Um, they just, man, Ben Simmons uh, he needs to do some work this summer for the 76ers. But the Hawks ended up winning that series against the 76ers. And the Nets, um, what ended up happening with the Nets imploding uh, was Kyrie Irving was injured. Uh, so was James Harden James Harden uh, had hamstring problems so he wasn't as quick as he used to be he wasn't able to do a lot of things that he normally would be able to do if he were healthy so it was a slowed down version of James Harden and no Kyrie Irving so that meant Kevin Durant had to go Superman mode and he was able to do it for a game but he wasn't able to do it to win the series. Um, He was pretty close, though, because in game seven, he hit a uh, game-tying three, and then he tried that shot in overtime, the same exact shot, but he airballed it because he had played so many minutes and was just tired, and uh, so he airballed that shot, um, the same exact shot, Where he would look at the basket Do a fadeaway three Kind of looking shot And He had made it the first time Which I thought It was an all right shot at the time Because it's Kevin Durant But I feel like the second time That was It was forced And and that he didn't need to take it That shot And he could have gotten a way better shot Um but at the same time, it's Kevin Durant. You, you want the ball in the best player's hands, and, and whatever happens, happens. So, but yeah. So my predictions, like, have gone out the window, as you can see. Um, the only so from these four teams right now, and I could still be wrong. Uh, I still see the Bucks advancing. I think the Bucks thought and came in that the that the Hawks would not play their best basketball. That the Hawks would just throw in the towel because their best player is not playing, and which is Trey Young, who, if you didn't know, rolled his ankle on uh, the ref's foot by accident. Um, it was kind of like a freak thing that happened. It, it wasn't intentional. Um, and so Trey Young didn't play a single minute of last night's game and the Hawks just came out and were really aggressive and, and played really well. Lou Williams kind of went off. Uh, the whole team as a whole went off, but especially him because he's he's supposed to be in LA with the Clippers but the Clippers traded him to Atlanta. And so now he's in Atlanta, kind of doing what he's doing, and so the the Hawks needed this, and now the series is tied two-two. I, I say the Bucks in six. It could be seven, but I'm gonna say six. I wanna make a bold prediction and say six. Um, the yeah the Bucks, they can't blow it like like the Suns and the Suns. Let me get to that. The Suns, right now, they're up 3-2 against the Clippers. Their most recent game, they didn't look the greatest. They could have played a lot better, obviously. Um, And DeAndre Ayton was kind of, he wasn't really involved. When DeAndre Ayton gets involved, that's when the Clippers are not the Clippers, the Suns, are really hard to stop because the Clippers don't have an answer for DeAndre Ayton. They really don't. For one specific defensive player, there's nobody that can guard him as a collective unit. That's when they're able to guard him. Um, So DeAndre Ayton wasn't getting the ball much in – Uh, this past game he only had ten points and eleven rebounds so it wasn't like his usual performance where he puts up uh twenty and 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 fifteen. So you're kinda like, Well why what the what is the drastic drop off here? And so he wasn't able to get rebounds, offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds. Uh they didn't run any offense through him so they weren't getting him the ball they were just kind of Chris Paul and uh, Devin Booker were kind of trying to do it themselves and those guys weren't really putting up offensive production and when those two guys aren't putting offensive production up you need it from DeAndre Ayton in which they weren't getting DeAndre Ayton the ball so it's like then nobody's really providing the offensive production and when Devin Booker and Chris Paul aren't going. You want the ball in DeAndre Eaton's hands. And when you don't deliberately give it to him, then you're just putting yourself in a pickle. And Suns basically did that. And and you also have to credit the Clippers' uh, defense as well. Um, basically, um, uh cornering Aiton into a hole and basically taking Aiton out of the game plan for the Suns completely and he's just they need to get DeAndre Aiton more involved in the next game the Suns do. The Clippers um they have to play another desperate game um Reggie Jackson he's been going off he's been doing great Terrence Mann um He's, he's got to play well Paul George has to have another Almost 40 point Type of night game uh, And I say Boogie Cousins He's, he's going to have to play well Nick Batum He's going to have to play well um, There's really no room for error For the Clippers Because if you have a whole lot of error This is the last game, you're here you're, you're not gonna play. And the Clippers versus the Suns, they played to eight tonight on ESPN. So I would tune into that. And if there is a game seven, it would be July second, also on ESPN, most likely eight PM as well. Um, but the Clippers and Suns series has been tremendous. I kind of could see both of these teams um i could see three of these four teams uh winning it all and i could have definitely seen three of these four teams uh potentially making it into their uh conference finals this year the only team i never saw you know never saw getting there was uh the Hawks and I have this example that I thought it would be really funny to share so the odds of the Hawks making the East Eastern Conference Finals was like walking in on your best friend smoking 20 grams of cocaine that he got from his grandmother's purse what are the odds of that happening slim to none which were the hawks chances in my eyes that's how i viewed it that's that was the first thing that came to my mind when uh that example i don't know where i got that example from it just came naturally so you get a little slip bit um sneak peek into what goes through my mind every day i guess and so uh I really didn't think the Hawks had a chance to even get here um, before the start of the season. I would have thought that it would be an Eastern Conference rematch um, of the Celtics in heat or the Celtics in nets or, or something like that. I never in a million years would have thought that the Hawks would have made it this far. And, and I have to give the Hawks credit. And even halfway through the season, they they weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs because Nate McMillan, their head coach, he wasn't even there. He was kind of out on the open market uh, uh, looking for uh, his next job. And uh, the Hawks fired their head coach, who was doing uh, not really a good job, and they brought in Nate McMillan. And Nate McMillan, he turned – that whole franchise around Really to be completely honest And and got them into a winning situation Troy Young he, he was an all-star He was playing like an all-star But he wasn't playing up to his full potential Of being like an absolute star in this league su- An absolute superstar in this league He was doing kind of like Sort of all-star things Sort of not His team was losing. It looked like he was going to miss the playoffs again. And Nate McMillan came in and really like got him developed on the offensive end of the, of the side of the ball, got him thinking situationally about shot clock, how much time's left on the shot clock. What's the best, what I should do in transition, what offensively, uh, Half-court sets, should I run? How how to get others involved? And Trey Young was already putting up assists before he got there, but his assist numbers got even better because of Nate McMillan because he got the others involved. He he knows how to run the offense more efficiently, and the Hawks weren't doing those things when uh, Nate McMillan first arrived. It was just kind of... Trae Young would pull up with 20 seconds up in the shot clock, and he would just hoist up a long three, and and I saw a clip of this, and and his teammates would just, on the bench, would just put their hand on their head, like, what is this man doing? Like, we have another 20 seconds that we can get something going and, and get an open shot. Why are we throwing a shot from half court? Even though you want Trae Young to kind of do those things, he's not Steph Curry. He's not shooting it at a forty percent clip. He's shooting it at a thirty-five percent clip. But you kind of want somebody with that you know is going to consistently shoot it to make those shots and to shoot those shots if they're open. And Trae Young can definitely hit them, but it's like one out of every like four he's going to hit those. So it's like uh, I'd, I'd rather you just get a closer three point shot or or hit or get somebody else open that can shoot and hit the three. And so uh, the Hawks they that turnaround, Nate McMillan, them him getting into that organization turned that whole franchise around and that was probably the best thing for that franchise and since trey young arrived and so that team is playing up to its potential right now and right now there's I, re- I i really don't see the hawks taking the bucks to seven games or winning the the Eastern Conference Finals I even if they Were to they're not going to beat either Of the team in the Western Conference Finals that's for sure they're not Going to beat the Clippers or the Suns I just I don't see That I that is the Last thing on my mind that's happening And so The Hawks will probably Go to uh, They'll probably Lose these next two games is my Assumption I I I'm gonna make a bold prediction here. I think the Clippers win in seven. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that bold prediction. I say the Clippers win in seven. Even though I had the Suns and and Nets in my last finals, I don't know something about Paul George right now. He's he's killing it in in the Suns. What against the Suns? He's killing them right now. There's I feel like there is no answer for Paul George. And he just has to have one other person step up offensively and carry the load. And And right now that has been Reggie Jackson. And you got to give Reggie Jackson all the credit in the world. And guys like Terrence Mann that stepped up in the uh, Western Conference semifinals, um, he hit – that guy, Terrence Mann, had a 38-point outing against the Jazz. And when you thought that the Jazz would would have ran away with that series with Kawhi Leonard being injured, Terrence Mann stepped up, and, and he closed the deal. Um, he showed up and had a big performance, and we got to give credit where credit is due. And so the Clippers just, in my eyes, they're they're the underdogs and they have been playing like the underdogs and no reason why they wouldn't be playing like the underdogs here in the next two games I mean they're not getting the credit that they deserve I feel like Paul George I'm gonna say he's a top five player right now in the NBA and he will solidify that if he goes to the NBA finals now the Suns can obviously win the next game and and my bold prediction out the window, like my other predictions, it wouldn't surprise me. But um, but I'm gonna make that statement. I I say that the Clippers in seven, and I say the Bucks will win in six, and we will get the Clippers versus the Bucks. And if Kawhi Leonard doesn't come back in the finals, the Bucks will win the NBA championship. But if Kawhi Leonard does come back, Clippers in six. Bucks, I would say in six as well. If Kawhi Leonard does not show up. So I don't see the Eastern. I don't see the finals going in seven games. Both teams, it would be six games. Um, If Kawhi Leonard comes back, they win in six. If Kawhi Leonard doesn't come back, Bucks in six. So that's kind of my bold prediction for the day and that is my prediction of the NBA finals and I think that is all I have for you guys today thank you guys for tuning in today and I'm trying to get somebody on my podcast that person will rename Anonymous until that person were to come on so Thank you guys for joining in to my podcast today. Um, I am on YouTube, Spotify, um, Anchor, I believe, as well. And um, if you were to search Ashton Baker Podcast just on Google alone, my podcast shows up. It's the first and only podcast that shows up. So that that should be easy enough for you as well. All right, guys. Thank you for listening in today and have a great rest of your day. All right. Bye-bye.